Welcome to the Social Lights podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers and innovators on how they connect with their tribe on social media. Brought to you by Social Mediology. Welcome everyone to the podcast today. I am here with Jackie Bloom, who is the founder of The Helping Hub. The Helping Hub is an online gift platform and registry service that allows people to support friends and family in need with thoughtful gifts and practical support, such as laundry services, cleaning services, meal delivery, pet care, personal care services, and anything else that might be useful, purposeful, or meaningful when people are going through a hard time. And I absolutely love this concept. So welcome, Jackie. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Kate. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. So tell me, Jackie, what is it that lights you up? What gets you out of bed in the morning? It's an uh, incredible question. It's usually my children, actually, <laughs> Kate, because they're, uh, they're generally the first ones that, you know, you think, okay, they've got to get up for school. But um, I think for, actually first and foremost it's, it's exercise that gets me up in the morning because without the exercise that really, you know, stimulates my own mental health um, and well-being, I... I can't necessarily, you know, put in the drive and the passion um, that I do every day into what I do. So I think, yeah, that that, and also my dog. <laughs> he comes up and he, he sits on me until I actually get out of bed, so I really have no choice. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I can't wait until my children are a little bit older so I can actually leave the house in the morning to exercise because I think I'd, I'd be reported if I did that at this stage. <laughs> so, Jackie, tell us a little bit about your journey and who you are prior to starting The Helping Hub. How long have we got, Kate? Okay. <laughs> um, look, I was you know, very blessed as a child. I had a wonderful childhood, um, grew up with two older sisters and then uh, really um, my journey probably to where I am today started when my brother-in-law was first diagnosed with cancer in 2001 and he was 35 at the time, 36. Um, and so Along his journey, I started really understanding what it was like to, you know, help care for someone um, with cancer, but also help care or support the carer who's caring for that person with cancer. And I think, um, you know, for me, a, a lot of along that journey, the carers themselves are the ones who get a little bit lost and who not so much forgotten, but they're the ones who probably do it the hardest. Um, at that point in time because they don't know what they need. Um, so sorry, I completely digressed from, from, the, from the question, but um, moving along. So my background was really in business management and marketing um, and, and probably sales, you know, a real mix of sales as well. Um, and I've done lots of different things from, you know, running a family business for 15 years in the fashion industry to then moving into um, palliative care and running my own palliative care business um, and then working with Cure Cancer Australia um, and then went into a sales role and uh, then worked for a builder and now I'm finding myself with The Helping Hub. 
So, um, yeah, a really quite diverse background, um, certainly. All the skills you need to start a new business. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm starting to find I think I need a whole lot. I think there just needs to be five of me to start start this business, but that's okay. We're getting there. Not alone in feeling that as a business owner. Mm. Um, So why did you start the Helping Hub? Really, I, I guess, Kate, as I mentioned, my brother-in-law, so my brother-in-law was diagnosed with cancer and he very sadly passed um, after two years of, you know, a really strenuous battle. And I know people call it a battle, but um, that's exactly what it is. You're fighting against this absolute beast that's living inside you. And at the time, my sister had four young children under the age of 10 Um, and she was left a widower. So that was, you know, devastating in its own right. And then less than 12 months after Rob passed away, and he was like my big brother, you know, I'd known him since I was 10. And then less than, less than uh, two, uh, less than 12 months after Rob died, my mum was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And at that point in time, I had literally just had my first baby. So Jared um, was about two weeks old when mum was first diagnosed. And we had, um, you know, she she was, she went through six months of treatment um, and then was pretty much given a clean bill of health and 12 months after that, um, her doctor had actually said, her surgeon had said to her, forget you ever had cancer. And so we were like, okay, let's celebrate. We had a party, you know, end of treatment party. And then I subsequently had my second baby, uh, Marcus. And 10 days after Marcus was di- uh, after Marcus was born, mum was then diagnosed with secondaries of the liver, the lungs and the bones. And she lived for six months. And at that time, I was, so I was, you know, I had, well, I had a baby, a 10-day-old baby who then, you know, was six months old when mum died um, and a toddler who was 18 months old. And I was running a national business with 20 staff um, and all I wanted to do was be with my mum. So I just wanted to be with mum and I wanted to, you know, spend time with her. And every time someone said to me, how can I help? I, you know, I, I, I would do things like reach out and say, hey, would you be able to help me with the boys today so I can go and spend some time with mum? And they were like, oh, look, I can't babysit today. I'll be able to do it in two weeks. And quite honestly, I just said, well, thanks, but mum will be dead in two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the reality of it. And so I remember one day driving down Punt Road. I don't, I don't know, you know, if you're in Melbourne or not, but, but those in Melbourne would know that driving down Punt Road is really, you know, standstill traffic. Um, and I was reflecting on the journey of, of the, those six months and mum, di- you know, mum going through that journey and, and dying and what it meant to me and what I needed at the time because I just would have loved to have spent so much more time with mum than, than what I actually had. And um, I thought, my God, wouldn't it have been amazing if there was one place that every single time someone had said to me, how can I help, 
they could go to a website that would have a list of things that I would need. Um, so things like house cleaning, meal delivery, babysitting, anything really anything that would have really been useful purposeful or meaningful um and I thought my gosh if they could gift me that because my friends were time poor themselves they either had brand new babies themselves or they were working full-time and they would feel fantastic um being able to gift me what I truly need and I would have felt um you know really grateful being able to receive the help that I needed and so that was my aha moment and that's really how the Helping Hub started, which was actually about 13 years ago now. And I did start it back then and I, I recognised that um, a short way into the process I didn't have the right model in place, I didn't have the right business model in place, I didn't have the financial backing um, to be able to really get it off the ground. And I just, you know, I had a three-year, the boys at the then were then um, about three and five, and I just realised it wasn't quite the right time. So I parked it and and knew that I wanted to one day come back to it. Um, I just wasn't sure what that looked like at the time, um, but it was always that you know passion inside me that really wanted to help people on that journey um and on that you know that so many people think death is such a taboo subject and people don't talk about it as a journey and we celebrate pregnancy and we celebrate birth and we celebrate life um but one thing I think as a society we do very poorly particularly in western culture is celebrate death Mm. we really I think shy away from it and hide from it and 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 we don't do it well you know we really don't do palliative care as well as we could and we don't necessarily help each other um, because people are petrified because they don't know what to do or what to say and um I think that's what's so lovely about your platform is because generally women in particular either find it easy to ask but then if they don't get what they need straight away can shut down very quickly or for some people asking in the first place is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a really lovely model that makes it simple for and and equally the other side, you know, We've all had people in our lives that have been struck by or had them ourselves, um, you know, struck by terrible events. And mm-hmm. so many people want to help but just don't know what to do and so either sit in silence wishing they could do something or make an attempt and then it may or may not get it right. Anyway, so think- it's a nice way to take out a lot of those variables. Thank you. Yeah, well, I think what... What ultimately happened for me as well is that, you know, I parked it and, as I mentioned earlier, I did go down, you know, a different track of doing um, a number of different things with in terms of work anyway. And then as the boys got older, um, I had a spate of other um, challenges that I needed to get through and one of them was, um, you know, a five-week hospital stay where at that point in time, I was then a single mum, you know, and had these had these two teenage boys who needed to be run around to sports and, you know, running a household and still working. Um, And the other situation that really um, 
that really probably epitomised what it was that I needed to do was my divorce. Um, because outside of losing my mum, my divorce was the hardest experience or, you know, the biggest life challenge that I've ever experienced. Mm. Um, And I think, again, a lot of people downplay that because either they haven't experienced divorce so they don't necessarily understand it. And divorce for every single person is different Mm. and every situation is different and every couple is different. So, um, you know, I, I can't, no two divorces are ever the same. And I needed help. And at that time, I didn't have my mum. Hmm. No, and yes, I had two sisters, but I couldn't ask them to come and wash my underwear. <laughs> you know, and I often used that line because I couldn't. I couldn't ask my sisters to come and wash my undies. I didn't want to, even though they would have done it very happily. You know, it's it's a sense of pride as well. And I think that's one thing that, again, um, particularly women, but probably even just as much, if not more so men, really struggle from that pride perspective of, well, actually, you know, being able to own up and say, I can't do this on my own. And there's no problem with that. We shouldn't be doing it on our own. It is about creating a community and creating your tribe around you. And we all talk about that, don't we? But in practicality, Mm -hmm. people often find that challenging. So can you explain to us a little bit more about how the website works? Yeah, sure. So essentially um, it's, I guess for for ease of explanation, it's like Red Balloon, but rather than gifting an experience, you're actually gifting um, a a product or service that's going to make a difference in someone's life. So you can hop on the Helping Hub and you can um, literally gift someone or yourself if you're, you know, time poor or what have you. There's really no right or wrong as to who you're buying it for. Um, And I think it's really important that we give things to ourselves these days as well because, you know, self-care is is real um, and necessary. (laughs) So rather than buying yourself another handbag that, you know, is, is only going to be gratifying for a few seconds and with your retail therapy, but gift yourself some, some extra time and, and, but, you know, organize a house cleaner or organize someone to come and do your washing for you, you know, door to door washing services. So anyone can come on the site and actually purchase it. Um, it, it essentially becomes a voucher and then the person they're um, gifting it to um, redeems that voucher at a time that's convenient for them. Fantastic. And so they receive the help they need and you get the gratification of knowing that you've gifted them something that's really useful and purposeful. Um, and then uh, on the other hand, we also have, um, or complementary com- to that, is that we also have the um, gift registry service as well. So if you're someone going through a challenging time or... Um, or you know someone who is who just cannot think outside the square at at that point in time, which is often the case when you are really stuck, you know, um, right in the heart of of the challenge at that point, you you don't necessarily know what you need, you know, and that's really a big deal um, is that, you're quite overwhelmed with life as it is. You don't, you can't think of, gosh, every time someone says, how can I help? You sit there going, I don't bloody know. Go and do something for me, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. So 
you know, you can be the person who can just log in and create a, a registry, um, which can have any of the services on there available um, for people to come along and purchase. And if it's not um, if it's not a specific service, you can also purchase a gift card to the helping hub, and then um, the recipient or the person you're gifting it to can then choose anything they want from the site. I also love having had a look through the site. I love um, some of the memorial ideas that are available there mm-hmm. too. Um, I um, I had a, a baby girl in between my two daughters and. I remember um, she had a severe heart defect and I remember the mums group that I was a part of, women from all around Australia who I'd met on Facebook, didn't know apart from that, um, organised to buy a star in her name and have a star named after her and gave me a beautiful pewter candlestick holder with the coordinates of the star engraved around it so I can light a candle anytime the star's not visible. and those kind of acts and, you know, the people who made meals at the time and who came and cleaned the house and did those things uh, without me asking because I'm notorious for not being good at asking for help when I needed it, but just made all of the difference at, in what was a really, you know, harrowing time for us. Yeah. So, um, And I'm knowing- so sorry to hear um, about the loss of your daughter. That's yeah, really, really difficult. Yeah, thank you. Um, she's very present in our lives in lots of ways. The girls, my children, talk about her and fill her bird bath with frangipanis whenever the tree's out, and we've got lots of, lots of meaning, um, lots of meaning around that. But having somewhere where I could actually play more of a role in saying exactly what I needed, because um, I know, you know, another friend of mine, her husband's come off a horse and is has been in hospital and you can end up with 10 spaghetti bolognese which might be a little bit too much so to actually have some ability to you know coordinate that is fantastic yeah and and I think for me Kate one of the most humbling and special parts of this process of pulling you know bringing the helping hub to life is that I get to talk to the most incredible people who have had these journeys that, you know, you would never have heard of. And, you know, it it brings to mind um, a lady, Rochelle, who I spoke to the other day and and actually did an interview with her. And she said, I killed my fridge with kindness. (laughs) And I said, tell me more about that. And she said, well, because she had lost her husband to to cancer and, and had two very young boys when he died. And she said, well, you have no idea how many people dropped off food and it was constant and, you know, we just had these lasagnas and bolognese constantly at our doorstep, which was wonderful, but I literally, my fridge blew up because we kept trying to shove all this food into it. And she said, and you can imagine a widower who, you know, just lost my husband, I've got these two little boys financially having no idea what the hell is going on and where the next paycheck's coming from and my fridge blows up. Mm. And I said, yeah, and and that is, again, another, you know, example of people want to do the right thing and, they you know, they're always thinking about how can you help Um but sending another lasagna or another bolognese or another soup 
is not always the answer. As beautiful as it is, it's just not. It's not always the answer and it's not always what someone needs. It's one of the things I love most about social media is that people can reach out quite anonymously or have somebody reach out on their behalf to get the fridge replaced or to get someone to come and move it out. And, yep. you know, it's those heartwarming stories where you see people rally around complete strangers that, you know, keep my faith and hope in community yeah. and, and social media. And, Kate, that, I mean, that's the other thing that, you know, I would love um, to start, you know, eventually seeing on the helping hub is rather than, you know, things like GoFundMe pages where people are just donating money, people can come and actually create a, a registry for someone in need or you can create your own registry and people can go donate to that as in purchase what that person actually needs mm -hmm. rather than donating money that you don't necessarily know where it's going um, or whose bank account it's going into. This way you are actually keeping a service in business an Australian business in business, <laughs> um, you know, and it's to me it's the gift that keeps on giving because you're, you're helping someone in need, um, you know, you're feeling fantastic in getting that, that um, you know, respite and, and altruistic effect which has enormous impact um, on us and our mental health. But then you're also in turn keeping bis other businesses um, alive and, and you're generating, you know, it's literally putting that money back into the economy and knowing where it's going. Um, and it's just so it's just this beautiful flow and effect of having, you know, that circular economy of gift giving. Wow. And um, that's, yeah, one of the things that for me I, I, is, is really gratifying. So I know that you're um, in the early stages of this iteration of mm. the business. Um, how do you use technology and social media or how do you plan to, to kind of build that community and connect people around this concept of, you know, giving and helping each yeah. other? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, the, the platform is a tech platform. So, um, you know, obviously transacting online is is the, the number one uh, tech that we're using right now. Um, social media, other than your, you know, other than the run of the mill, um, doing paid advertising, what have you, there's it, it for the helping hub itself. And what I would love to see um, ideally happen is that we grow through and with a community. And it's not just a community from our um, purchases, but it's also a community where with our sellers. And so we're creating two communities together. And for me, it's creating community where our values align. Mm -hmm. So I talk about it being, you know, a, a company where values, where we grow together and companies, companies come together, where values align and businesses thrive together. Mm, and and that's um because the helping hub is all about community as well right it's that sense of helping someone and and that's what your community or your tribe do when they rally around you is that they help you and so I then want to bring the next circle of community in where the community is helping each other as well by sharing their story so a really big factor for me is um, interviewing people who have stories that 
they can share um, where, you know, it helps someone else in, in turn where they, you know, such as your story, Kate, where, where you, you suffered the loss of, of a baby and um, to be able to share your story might then help someone else by hearing it. And if it's not necessarily the person who's going through that challenge, but someone else who wants to help a girlfriend going through that challenge. So there's every which way we turn, there's two sides to this whole community and tribe aspect and the whole, I guess, the helping hub as a whole. There is community on every single side. Mm. And and then one community embraces the next and the next. And it's this, again, it's an, another flow-on effect. Um, and it's it's continuous. It's just that continuous cycle that, and I'm kind of, I, I, I can't articulate it that well right now because I'm kind of feeling as I'm talking about it and describing it, the big picture of what we're actually creating can sometimes be overwhelming for me as well to just sit here and think, wow, imagine when this actually really does um, just have legs of its own. And it, it reminds me of, you know, there was this whole kindness pandemic movement that set up during COVID and just seeing hundreds, thousands of stories where people were just experiencing random acts of kindness. And I've, I've spoken with this about this to a couple of podcast guests because I found it interesting through COVID to see that cycle of expansion where everyone's connected and wants to support each other and we're all in this together mm. and then immense fear and closing down and not connecting. And But I think innately people are looking for more meaning and purpose in their lives and you know, it's it's platforms like this that really can help people to enact that in an in an easy way and a way that's got some guidance around it, rather than kind of fossicking around in the dark trying to find the right way to do something nice for someone. Yeah, and I think um, the other thing that's really important for me, Kate, is being able to provide a resource hub as well, where um, people can come on board and. They may not necessarily be looking for a gift, but they might just be looking for advice or thoughts or um, help on, well, how do I help someone going through that time? What can I say? And that's often a question, you know, that's asked, what do I say to this person who's just being diagnosed with cancer? What do I say to this woman who's just lost her baby? What do I say? You know, what do I do? Um, and I think for me, it's twofold. Some people react by hearing other people's stories and they get inspiration from that and courage. Um, and then other people react and get inspiration by reading and, you know, going down another path and um, or learning about different things that they can do or being informed. And so it's all about information, but it's how that information is delivered um, different people can respond to and that's really again you know one of the things that that we want to be able to achieve at the helping hub is is offering um, that information in different ways that people can relate to it and it's going to help regardless of how they find the info 
some of some things that just came up in my mind as you were speaking about that. Um, my mother runs quite a large charity and I grew up with 200 people a week through our house with cancer and AIDS in my teenage mm -hmm. years. And there's a couple of things that she often talks about, which I think are really important around that. One is, you know, people often will say, oh, you're looking so good, whereas she suggests asking the question, do you feel as good as you look? So that you're actually giving people permission to not feel like they've got it all together because mm. sometimes when you're on the receiving end of that, it can feel like people are asking a question and giving you your own answer in the, in the same question. Right. Well, and Often and just because people are scared of opening a can of worms or intruding on people's, you know, privacy or personal space. But it's yeah. a real gift to give someone that safe place to be able to open up and just be real with, with what's happening. And I think I need to have a conversation and interview your mum <laughs> because it sounds like she could be a wealth of knowledge as, you know, a person to interview. But, you know, I still remember when I remember doing the look good, feel better program or you know day or half day with my mum and whilst that was amazing mum actually walked away from that going you know what I don't want to have to put makeup on to look better I don't want to have to wear a wig to look better I just want to be better mm. and you know we can sit there and go yeah I hear you yeah well we do hear them but we can't feel that either so, as you said, it's it's about giving people to permission to actually feel like shit. Hmm. But it, do you know what? You're having, you know, it's okay to feel like crap. And if you don't want to put makeup on, that's okay too. And I think one of the things too is there's not really a right way to have something to say to someone that's lost a baby or has lost a family member. It's so personal for each person. So I think we can all get better at kind of tuning into the individual and asking what it is that they most need. But having something like the Helping Hub where you can actually just give a voucher and they can choose that themselves in their own privacy without having to go into reasons why they want their underwear washed or a meal yep. cooked that's not <laughs> spaghetti bolognese, um, exactly. you know, is is powerful. But it's also still personal because you're, you know, acknowledging the moment of whatever's happening. And you've put thought into it. You've put thought into what is it that we can gift them that's not going to be flowers. And flowers are beautiful. You know, I, I love flowers. and um, But I also know that in, in my own circumstances, when I was in hospital for five weeks, I couldn't have flowers in my room. I was so ill that the smell of flowers made me want to throw up, let alone, you know, have them in my room. And for some people, flowers might be a reminder that you're not feeling well. You know, you just don't know what that reaction is going to give them. And some um, people never get over the smell of flowers when they've lost a loved one and their house is full of flowers and all that scent does is remind them of what's happening. Yeah, and then, you know, you, you've got all of a sudden you might have 10 or 15 bunches of flowers. Do you have all the vases that they can go in? And then you've got to wash those vases too when the flowers die. And it's, you know, 
it's a beautiful sentiment. Don't get me wrong. And I certainly don't like knocking flowers because but it's I nice love to have them. variety. But it's also reality. And the reality is it becomes another chore that you have to do and look after when you're going through a crappy time. Yeah. Um, and so what we want to do is just help people mitigate that or at least think about what are the options, perhaps rather than flowers, a plant, you know, an indoor plant that that requires a lot less um maintenance or who knows you know it's such an individual thing and that's why yeah a gift card can be a great option and um or a service you know that's a little bit different and and outside the square so so when you think about supporting people in hard times or being able to contribute in those moments what's something that you'd like people to do differently I think for me Ideally, you know, that for me, the biggest my mission is that we become that the helping hub becomes the household name for every time someone says, How can I help? So, to achieve that, it's a matter of people just spending that extra little bit of time to think about what it is that that someone truly needs in the situation that they're going through at that point in time. Hmm. You know, it's easy to, it is easy to buy the chocolates. It is easy to buy the flowers. And, yes, there is thought behind that. I understand. And, again, I'm not knocking it because it is still people wanting to help in some way and not knowing how to. So it's a matter of just take those extra few minutes, do the little bit of research um, and hopefully by then the helping help will come up. <laughs> but, you know, do the research or ask a friend and say, what would you do in this situation? How would you help them? Hmm. Um, and, you know, whether they come to the helping hub or not, it's is irrelevant. It's more about let's think about how we can really make a difference in this person's life and is what I'm about to give them going to make that difference or is it going to be a hindrance Hmm. and I think you know that that's the one thing that I would just love people to just take that time to think about well it's wonderful that there's now a platform that can simplify that process for people and um you know be that that answer to what the heck do I do in this situation to be most useful thanks Kate I um I appreciate that it's yeah, it's been, it is, it's my passion and my purpose and, and you know, I've had a few aha moments since the very first one and that, and I realised that I really needed to come back to this because um, it's so needed. Hmm. So well, thank you so much, Jackie, for being here today and for sharing a bit of the journey of how the Helping Hub has come about and um, where can people find you? It has been my absolute pleasure, Kate. I've, um, you know, I've, I've often, I, I said to you previously, I've listened to some of your other podcasts, you know, um, that you've released and there's some wonderful, incredible human beings that you've interviewed and and some of the things that they're doing, that people are doing out, outside in the community just blows me away every single day. I really, um, you know, it, it's people like that that just inspire me every day to want to keep doing what I'm doing. So, um, the Helping Hub, you can find it literally, it's thehelpinghub.com. 
Um, people get if people want to reach out if you've, if people have a story to share, um, whether they've been someone who's gone through a challenging time and they'd like to share that with us, or if it's someone who has helped during a challenging time. Um, I'd love to hear both sides of the story and uh, would love to interview um, people who have been on that journey. So reach out. You can reach out on the Contact Us page on the website and we've also got um, our socials up as well, so on Instagram at The Helping Hub and also um, on Facebook. Great, and we'll add those links into the show notes as well. Thank Thank you so much, Jackie. It's been lovely speaking with you. Thanks, Kate. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Social Lights podcast produced by Social Mediology. You can connect with us on Facebook at Social Lights Podcast and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights. Please subscribe in your favourite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.